the Sports Talk with Devin Wade recap. Any given Sunday, anything can happen. What we think so far. Lakers, were they oversold? Welcome to the Sports Talk with Devin Wade briefcast. Welcome, welcome, welcome to Briefcast, Brief Briefcast 52 of the Sports Talk with Devin Wade podcast. Of course, Briefcast, I want to come to you guys solo without my special teams unit, although we may hear from one of the fearsome foursome. My brother Biscuit may chime in because there is a lot to get into, and the reason why I say it's a brief Briefcast is because we will come to you several times this week. Tonight is the national championship game, but I couldn't wait. Because the NFL playoffs happened, the Texans happened to Houston and the world and the NFL and the Houston Astros have happened to the Major League landscape of uh, baseball, Major League Baseball landscape. There we go. And so a lot to get into. But I want to remind you first to go to wadeswordproductions.com and subscribe to the email list. That way when I do something or I have something to say to you guys, I can get it out to you and, and remind you even if you haven't listened to a podcast in a day or two or a week or two, whatever, whatever, whatever. But none Let's go there, waysworthproductions.com. And of course, the Sports Talk with Devin Wade podcast sports line. Call the sports line. I want you to call the sports line. 832 941 6614. That's 832 941 6614. I've gotten some complaints recently about the Houston show. Well, I don't know if these are, I guess, a a renewal of past complaints I've gotten over the last little bit about not getting to enough phone calls on our Saturday local show, KTSU Sports Talk here in Houston. Well, you don't have to wait for that. You can call Junior. You can call me now, 832-941-6614 to get involved. And we will have uh, a call or two coming up a little bit later on on this brief, brief cast. And, but first, we're going to do some headlines. We the people, and we may just hear from Biscuit, and we will get a Lamont Award where we will have a big dummy of the podcast. And, of course, before I let go. Don't know how you found us, but I want to remind you guys that you can reach out to me on social media at Wade's Word, W-A-D-E-S-W-O-R-D. That's W-A-D-E-S-W-O-R-D. And I've been on fire. I mean, I tweeted all yesterday. I've tweeted all day today about the Texans and the Astros and and I will get into some NFL playoffs and all of that good stuff. But there, you can go there. And, of course, on Facebook, the Sports Talk with Devin Wade page and the Sports Talk with Devin Wade group. You can get involved that way. So let's get started with this brief briefcast with some headlines. So much that we can get into this time out. But we will sort of go through a few things that I won't get into. Maybe I'll get into those things more in depth in later episodes this week but the national championship game is just underway so as we speak kind of keeping one eye on the national championship game which you know they sort of jumped the shark with this college football season it's been a couple of weeks since they played everybody's concentrating on the last three games of the nfl season but nonetheless that's going on now and uh, donald trump just ruined it he just why 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 show up no why you ruining something that i love i love football i don't want to see you i don't want to see your wife i mean i don't want to see that i don't want to why you you, aren't you doing enough aren't you doing enough please don't show up but i get it i get it 
I understand why he did it. It's LSU, Louisiana, and Clemson, South Carolina. It's not quite NASCAR, but it's damn close. Almost a, almost a NASCAR crowd, but he shows up, and the game is just underway. The LSU defense is playing well. I'm rooting for Coach Ed O. Ed O'Geron. Ed O. Ed O and those uh, Bayou Bengals. Yeah. Ed O. We're going, hey, look, go Tigers. <laughs> you know, hey, hey, maybe, maybe I need to work on that. If I, if I have a more – and, again, no diss to Louisiana. But, hey, I mean, because you can say the same thing about Texas. But, I mean, I'm in, a, I'm in a blue city or a blue metropolitan area in what is becoming a purple state. So if you if you that's your political fix, we got that in. So I know I, no shot at well South Carolina is South Carolina, but I'm saying this. Uh, you know, no shot at Louisiana, they are neighbors and you know I love a lot of folks from Louisiana, but that's Trump country in a lot of ways. I know you can say the same thing about Texas, but again, we're sort of insulated because I'm in a great in a metropolitan area. So we're the big blue dots that mark a uh, a red state. Again, there you go with that. But he showed up. You see, I don't even want to talk about him. I have stuff I really want to talk about. I don't want to talk about him. But he had to show up and whatever. I'm off of him, but I'm rooting for LSU, and we'll see. I think this game can go either way. But I would like LSU, not even LSU per se, but I like I would like Coach Ed O'Gron to win one. He's, he seems like a gen, the, the real deal, a genuine guy. And, uh, you know, he was an underdog. I know they've sort of been wanting to fire him since he's been hired. He's not the, he's not the stoic uh, sort of uh, Nick Saban or the fiery Dabo Sweeney or a young guy like Tom Herman, he's a, he's a he's a ball coach, man. He's 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 in the trenches. Or at least that's the what what it feels like. But he seems like to be authentic in the real deal. But nonetheless, won't get into that until maybe a little bit later on in the week. Um, won't get into Antonio Brown, which I'm starting to feel like this dude really he really needs some psychological help. So we, I'm not going to make light of his crazy bizarre behavior. But it's so sad to see a guy who I love to watch perform just right before I throw his career away. And that's exactly what we are seeing with Antonio Brown. I saw Julian Edelman got into some trouble. It's other stuff going on that we want to get into with the NFL playoffs. And you have to start. We have to start in the city of Houston because the Texans, they get out to a great start. And they are 24 nothing lead. And then the wheels fall off seven straight touchdowns. Outscored 51 to 7. At, look, listen to that. 51 to 7. It's, it was unbelievable. I'm not as hurt and, and wounded by this as I was with Buffalo and Houston. And I know a lot of people say, well, this feels like that. No. No, it doesn't. Nobody expected, and really nobody, the line in that game was minus 10. Okay? The only the only equivalent aspect of this game was the fact they had a big lead and the Oilers had a big lead. But this is not the same. And I'm going to tell you why. The Houston Oilers had just beaten the Buffalo Bills. They beat them, beat, beat them to wrap up the regular season. I was at that game. Then they go to Buffalo, no Jim Kelly, and... Uh, no Thurman Thomas. I don't Thurman Thomas didn't play in that game. That was all Keith uh um they was it Keith Davis? Keith, the Keith, TCU. Keith, yes. 
Kenneth Davis, yeah, that's right. I said Keith. Kenneth Davis from TCU. There were nine Pro Bowlers for the Oilers. There were three Hall of Famers on the field. That team had roughed up Pittsburgh in their division in the regular season. So had they won that game, they go to Pittsburgh, and all of a sudden we're looking at a Super Bowl berth. Uh, And then you get a 32-point lead, 35-3. But the Oilers were a Super Bowl contender, legitimate Super Bowl contender. Did any, raise your hand. Did, do you believe the Texans had a chance to go to the Super Bowl? The bookmakers in Vegas had Kansas City to be a 10-point a, a favorite. Now, I would have jumped on the points and I would have lost my money. So the comparisons just aren't the same. Now, the love affair with the Oilers for me personally was different. For a lot of older folks who remember, it was different. They're, I mean, the enthusiasm for the Texans is, I just... The people, let's say it like this. It seemed to me at the time as a native Houstonian. Now, of course, you have the love your blue days where you know that the entire city was consumed. It was a smaller city at the time, but it was consumed by the Houston Oilers in the love your blue days. Pastorini and uh, Earl Campbell, Bum Phillips, the, that that group. Everybody, I mean, they the whole city was behind them. They represented the city. They had the personality of the city. It, that was all-encompassing. Everybody loved them, no matter what walk of life. The Oilers of the era that I'm talking about, House of Pain, sort of the, the run-and-shoot era, the Jack Party uh, era, all of that, uh, that during that era, yeah, it was it was huge. It felt like everybody was on board. Now, that was just my recollection. Here, I think the people that love the Texans love the Texans, but there are a lot of people, a lot of in a lot of diversity, a lot of people in the African American community. It's my take that they're just not huge. They want the Texans to win because everybody wants their hometown to win. But you know, McNair has done, has done some things. There's some image things that I don't. And again, this this is my narrow perspective. I'm not speaking for anybody else, but it just seems as though. This team has not captivated the city like that Oilers team did. So I don't like hearing those comparisons. So let's let's get away from those because that Oilers team was legit. The Texans have never had a better team than those Oilers. They none of these teams. You had some great players, J.J. Watt. Look, you already had a defensive Hall of Famer with Elvin, but he went on that team. But I mean, J.J. Watt is clearly the best defensive front guy. In Houston, history may be debatable. Well, I mean, we can talk about that a different day. But he, you, you have him. Deshaun is not better than Warren Moon. DeAndre Hopkins, well, that receiving core, while DeAndre Hopkins is a beast, that receiving core with Givens and Duncan and Jeffries and uh, it was Drew Hill, then it was Webster Slaughter. You, you No, no. You, you don't have a collection like that. You don't have two Hall of Famers in the offensive line. Larry McTunzel is the best you got, and he's new. So, I'm new to the team, rather. And so, you know, just not compare. Coach-wise, even though they didn't get it done, the coaching was better. It just was better. Bill And we're going to get into Bill O'Brien. But let's get into the game itself. The Texans get out to a 24-point lead. Now the, the the two or three big things that they everybody wants to talk about, and we I look I talked to a former Houston on my Haywood Jeffries. I talked to Haywood throughout the game. 
We went back and forth about a number of things that happened in that game. But the first one was the decision to go for a field goal. You're up 21 nothing, and you have a fourth and inches. You're a fourth and a yard or whatever. A short yard, a fourth down attempt, and you could have really, you really had them on the ropes. You could go up 28 to nothing if, if you convert there. Now, I do not have a problem with them taking the field goal there. Here's where my problem is. Okay, I don't have a problem if you decide, hey, it's a clear-cut decision. We will take the field goal here. That's fine. You can do that. You can take the field goal there. You extend your lead to 24 nothing. Because let's remember, a week before that, to end the game, they could have ended the game with Buffalo, and instead, what did they do? The Buffalo Bills stopped them on fourth and short and got back into the game and took the game in the overtime. That was last week. We may forget because we watched in passing. But Bill O'Brien, they knew. They knew that they couldn't. They didn't convert there. And if you don't convert there, you really give that Kansas City uh, stadium, that, that crowd, that home field advantage, uh, you get them back in the game if you fail to convert on fourth down. So take the points. My biggest thing is you wanted to take the field, you wanted to go for it on fourth down, and you didn't. See, he he did the thing, and then he ended up having to call a timeout. At first, he kept everybody on the field. Then Bill O'Brien calls a timeout. Then after the timeout, they decide to go for the field goal. They burned a, a few timeouts early. I think they burned all three of their timeouts really early in that first half. And that didn't serve them well, but that's nothing new for the Texans. So you take the field goal there. I don't have a problem. I have a problem that, A, you didn't have a play that you know you wanted to run, and you didn't have the confidence to say, I'm going for it, or the confidence to say, no, I'm not going for it. It it just seemed like you didn't know what you wanted to do. So then here comes the next move. Again, let me say all of this. You get outscored 51-7. to You're not winning anyway. Something, I mean, you got a whole bunch of other issues. And I'm telling you this, I have covered the NFL for 25 years or something like that. I've been, I mean, I've been around the league. I, I cover them less. I'm actually, I go to less, I do less than I ever have since the 90s, the early 90s. So I've always been around. I mean, obviously during the, the hiatus where the, the Oilers left and uh, before the Texans were awarded to Houston, you didn't have any NFL stuff then. But aside from that dormant period, I've always been around. And I've never seen what I saw yesterday in the NFL. Not like everybody else. I looked at the clock. I saw what was going on with the clock, and it, it was really, really early. And you said, well, man, this plays right into their hands. I didn't really, really rule them out. It really never felt – I felt like if they don't go for it on that fourth down, it's, it, it's hard for that team to get back in that. It really is. So you go for the field goal. Kansas City comes back and scores the touchdown. So now it's 24-7. And then this is where Bill O'Brien blows the game. Fourth and a few, I think fourth and three or four from your own 31-yard line. And you decide to go for it. Now this, this was just ridiculous. It was just so stupid. He said that, you know, I knew he needed points. Okay, of course you needed points. But they also had to score. You're up 24-7, punt the ball, make them work to come back and and try to score, use up more time, although it was plenty of time. Make them work for it. Hey, Will Cosby, no, man, you got to keep scoring. No, they they can't stop Kansas City. Now, keep in mind, it's 24-7. 
And I will say this, Kansas City's tight end receivers dropped balls all over the place. Kelsey dropped the first down. Hardeman, he dropped the first down. They just did were a disservice to Pat Mahomes. So with that backdrop, they come back, they, they get their first touchdown. You have a fourth down. I don't, I, don't, I don't care about the play call. I don't care about the design. I don't care about the, the lack there. Whatever, whatever went into it, you do not go for it on your own 31-yard line. What I mean, that is just panicking. And this is my problem. He gets in these big moments. And for a long time, it's versus New England. And you play New England, and he's just not ready. And they just you know, decimate the team. They just, it was never, they never really had a chance. He sort of, whatever talent they had, he just, he just blew it. They, a few years ago at home, blown out by Kansas City. So you, and then you come, you lose last year to the Indianapolis Colts. He's not ready for the moment. He's just not ready for the moment. Because you don't have a clear understanding of what you are trying to do. You gamble when you shouldn't. And you're conservative when you shouldn't be. And so, and, and again, going back to the field goal, if you want to take the field goal, I'm happy with that. But don't don't waver. Don't seem like you just don't know. Well, I wanted to, but I don't have the formation. I don't have the play. I, don't, I can't get it in. We're going to get a penalty. Let me call a timeout. I'll just kick the field goal. No. Be decisive and know what you – he's not the dude. But you go for it on the 31-yard line. This is ridiculous. It was so stupid. And, and really, if you want to go back to last week against Buffalo, stupid in some people's eyes. I still say if you can't get a yard at, uh, versus Buffalo at home to end the game, I, I, you know, you didn't deserve to win anyway. But they won in overtime. But this was the play that turned everything around. And then, of course, Kansas City scores three plays later. And then, of course, the fumble punt, uh, kick return, and – Three plays after they're right back in the end zone and everything is off and running and they never really had a chance after that. Now, Bill O'Brien, I see, I didn't get my hopes up. And I really will say this. I am surprised and pleasantly, happily surprised by the backlash that Bill O'Brien is getting today. You see articles, you hear uh, radio personalities. It's like everybody turned on him like they did on Bill Cosby, <laughs> like all at once. They're all, he has to go. I've been saying this for years. I'm the lone wolf. People are like, oh, you know, no. I've been saying this for years. No one's, look, they get mad with me. People have been mad with me because I am so hard and I'm not a huge fan of the Texans and how they do what they do. Now, I'm, I'm a native. I've, I have the scars to say I, I've earned my, my Houston card. I'll never lose my Houston card. I mean, I was born in St. Joseph's Hospital. I'm South Park, Texas. I'm Houston through and through. You can never take that away from me. But don't make me root for this team, not the way they approach things, not with a guy like Bill O'Brien. He's not a Houston guy. He, he doesn't even reflect the personality of what we are in this city. He's not He's not one of us. He's, he's not. And he doesn't want to be here. doesn't seem like he wants to be here. It just doesn't seem like it's a good fit. Is he a decent coach? Yeah, he's a decent coach. I, I mean, I want, he's a quality, decent coach. But in the big moments, when it's time to step up, he does not have that gear. Now, let's go to the other side. Now, whether or not well, – I don't get my hopes up that they're going to fire Bill O'Brien. That's just – I don't – that's not how they roll. I don't – now, Cal McNair, 
took over for the late Bob McNair. We'll see. But I don't see that happening. And he kind of got bailed out by the Astros today as the top story. But we'll get into the Astros a little bit later on. But Bill O'Brien is not ready. I don't anticipate them firing him, but that is a move. That's the move. <laughs> Somebody said this, and it was really hilarious. They said that uh, Deshaun Watson said, hey, well, they said Deshaun Watson should have won the postgame and, and fired Bill O'Brien and hired Eric Bieniemy on the spot. We can get in that as well because I got into a Twitter beef yesterday with somebody about Eric being me. I don't know if I'll go into that, to that today or maybe tomorrow or the next day. But nonetheless, let's go to the other side of the ball because nothing's going to happen with Bill O'Brien. He's going to be there. I think Ro- I thought Romeo or Cornell would be the scapegoat, and a lot of people are bashing him. But you ran up against a beast yesterday, and you just weren't prepared. You didn't have the talent. That's going back to the comparison with the Houston Oilers. You didn't have the talent. So now you, you're in a situation where you have Pat Mahomes – dissecting this team and this dude is amazing he's amazing and what he does is amazing and i think we should appreciate i mean obviously everybody is appreciating him he didn't get any love this regular season it was all saved up for lamar jackson and deshaun watson he was an afterthought he was old news second full year as a starter but he was old news in the nfl and i will say this lamar jackson was amazing and deserves to be the mvp I would give a 1A a tie to Russell Wilson, and we can get into that a little bit later on. But they were amazing. What he does, and I tweeted this. I, well, I, I think I did tweet this where he's like the Le'Veon Bell of passers. And I, you know how Le'Veon Bell, he gets up to the hole, he just creeps and almost walks to the line and waits for an opportunity, and then he explodes. We, we saw Mahomes do that on the rollouts. He rolled out, rolled out, rolled out, rolled out, hung there, and when he was about three feet away, he passed to Travis Kelsey. He's never had an answer for Travis Kelsey. He's hard to cover. I don't care who you are. But the Texans, he's been kicking the Texans for years so he's been doing what the first time i ever heard of travis kelsey he lit up the texans in houston and that was in a regular season game i would have to look that one up but i'm telling you he puts it on that every time he suits up so uh, again this team 51-7 and I, you know that takes me to the other part of the afc now the more we talk about these super athletic quarterbacks, and not to take away from really Pat Mahomes' athleticism yesterday because they didn't have an answer for his feet. He ran, I think, seven or eight times, and he was really effective running the football yesterday. He did work. Not to take away from him, but it's all been about, oh, man, these athletic quarterbacks, the Deshaun Watson, the, the Murrays, Josh Allens, the, you know, all of these guys, Deshaun Lamar, I mean, all of those guys. And it was, and even Eddie said it. All of them said, "Oh, the wave of the future." Now you look at the guys that are going to compete to go to the Super Bowl. You have Aaron Rodgers, who is, although athletic, athletic enough to hurt you in late game situations. He's not going to run, have a lot of design runs. So you got him. You have Pat Mahomes, who, although he's again an athletic guy, he's not a design. You don't design a lot of runs for him. They might. I think they had a couple yesterday, but by and large. You're not going to eat a lot off of him just design with design runs. He's doing it with his arm, and he did it over and over again. He's in it. Garoppolo, he's not athletic. I mean, he athletic is a relative term, but he's he's not a guy that you're going to run run pass options with. You know, he's not a Lamar Jackson, Deshaun Watson, uh, Murray guy, Kyler Murray guy. He's not one of those. 
And and then you look at the fourth team uh, and Ryan Tannehill, classic kind of in-the-pocket quarterback. So for all that we talk about, it still comes down basically in it, what it did in the Baltimore game to a team that could play defense and run the ball. The hottest man in the NFL continues to be Derrick Henry. He was amazing. And Lamar Jackson, they just weren't – they were not ready. I think they were hurt a lot by the fact that Mark Ingram didn't see to be, seem to be 100%. Now, again, I don't want to take anything away from Lamar Jackson's regular season. Amazing, electrifying. And even the stuff he was doing late in that game was electrifying. It was amazing. He was – he he's that dude. He's that video game. He is fun to watch. If there was an award for fun to watch, he'd get that every single year. He and Deshaun Watson and a couple other guys. Fun to watch. Effective guy. Just didn't get it done. And now some of the deficiencies on that team sort of get illuminated. But this team liked to run a lot. He ended up throwing the ball 50 or 60 times. He threw the ball a bunch. And then they're not going to win like that. They're not going to win if they can't run the ball. Ingram wasn't healthy. They got away from their game plan. They didn't run. And and just they couldn't do no, anything with Derrick Henry. And, and you just knew he was going to rev up and do more and more and more. And so that's the way it went. Russell Wilson in the NFC against Green Bay, they asked him to do so much. It was just no way he could carry that team any further than he did. Uh, I mean, they were close, and they were in that game. But if you look at that team, they should they should give him more. He should have more. And I know that three running backs got hurt. Carson, Procise, and uh, who was the other? The, the uh, uh, Rashard Penny got hurt. So now you're down to Marshawn Lynch, who was – he was nice in short yardage. He was not the old beast mode, so let's not confuse that. But he, he ran with determination. They never could get going running the football. And Aaron Jones was effective, and and they couldn't do anything with Devontae Adams. Boy, he got he did work yesterday as well. But I think the shocker, obviously, was Tennessee uh, against Baltimore, and the fact that Lamar Jackson again. And I I was like, I was kept saying, do it in the playoffs. You gotta show me the playoff. You when you talk about these revolutionary quarterbacks. You have to show me, show me what what's going, you know, that you can do it in the postseason. Sean Watson couldn't get it done yesterday, and we had this discussion on KTSU Sports Talk. If you could take one of the three, Mahomes, Deshaun Watson, or uh, Lamar Jackson, we asked this on, of, of each other on KTSU. I think Ralph said Deshaun. I think Kevin Allen said Lamar. And I said Pat Mahomes because Pat Mahomes proved that he is the best quarterback, uh, the best young quarterback in the NFL. This dude, I mean, and then his second full year as a starter. Man, this dude is amazing. And I don't know, I would think that they will win next week, but we'll get into some predictions a little bit later on in the week. But that is how the NFL went. With that, going to take a time out. Come back on the other side with some we, the people. And I want to get, maybe I'm trying to get with Jordan, and maybe we will um, we will get into, well, we're definitely going to get into the Astros, and we have some more stuff that we want to get into. First, a word from our sponsor, and more to come on the other side. This is Briefcast 52, Sports Talk with Devin Wade Podcast. 
on iTunes, TuneIn, SoundCloud, KTSURadio.com, or wherever you get your podcasts. Sports Talk with Devin Wade wants to thank our sponsor, Kofi Bankus and CoBank Homes. The vision at CoBank Homes is simple, and it stems from the belief that clients can trust CoBank to guide them to realize one of, if not the single largest investment decision they will ever make, their home. CoBank simply looks to build lifelong relationships through service. They do this by using faith, knowledge, and technology to guide clients through the process of achieving their real estate goals. Be it buying, selling, or investing in real estate, contact Kofi at 832-757-7950. That's 832-757-7950. CoBank Homes through Keller Williams. It's Shelly Wade, and welcome back to Sports Talk with Devin Wade. Welcome back to Briefcast 52 of Sports Talk with Devin Wade Podcast. And we're running short on time. Of course, national championship game is tonight. Trying to get this cranked out tonight. So we're going to skip a couple of the features, the We the People. We will get to that tomorrow with the phone call. Tomorrow, Wednesday. So if you've made a phone call, we will get that on for you. In addition to that, we'll skip the Lamont Award because I want to get to one of my special teams unit members, Kevin Allen, the Silver Fox, stepping in. Uh, No biscuit tonight, but we will get uh, the Silver Fox in, and uh, we had a conversation with him briefly. But we talked a lot about the Astros. My take on the Astros is this. I feel bad. I feel bad that they cheated. I don't approve of the cheating, but guess what? We have the title. (laughs) So as long as we have the title, hey, hey, we got to roll with it. It's not like we're New York. Or L.A., we got a bunch of titles. No, that's that's the one we have, and you still had to get it done. Even if you knew what was coming, you still that. See, I'm using the same logic all the Barry Bonds people use. Well, you know what? Even if he did use the steroids, he still had to he, he had to hit the ball. He he just didn't automatically hit the ball. Even if they knew a slider was coming, they had to hit it. Uh, they knew if they were sitting on a curveball, you still had to hit it. So you can't strip the players of the World Series title. Sucks for Dave Roberts. It sucks for it sucks for the Los Angeles Dodgers, especially if uh, the the Red Sox of Boston were doing the same things when they won the World Series. So hey, what what can I say? Am I I was supportive of the suspension. Now the only reason why I would have fired them, if I would have fired them at all. I probably wouldn't have fired him, but if I told you to do something and I said, hey, we need this to be clean, I need you guys to come through for me. If you're doing something, cut it out. If I do that and I I tell you beforehand and you do it anyway, then it's like I'm a damn fool. So under those circumstances, yeah, I would have to let him go. But if just on the surface, if that part, if that component was not truly there, no, you can work for me. We'll work it out. I'll send you all the counseling. (laughs) because <laughs> look luno he built a winner he put together and because i was really on him i was calling for temple pura to come back <laughs> no not really but 
I mean, I was on him. He he made some gaffes. He made some mistakes. And so, you know, but he eventually, all those picks came together. They built infrastructure in the minor league system. They have so much talent up and down the line. They, they employed analytics, and they really just revamped everything for the Astros. It's going to give them success even going into this season, uh, no matter who they hire as the manager. So with that in mind, I want to get into a conversation that we had with our very own Silver Fox. Now I want to welcome in my partner, my co-host of KTSU Sports Talk, one of the special teams unit, our guy, the Silver Fox, Kevin Allen. Man, you know, uh, it's been a while since I talked to you on the podcast, but I wanted to catch up with you briefly uh, because a lot went on in the city of Houston. I want to start with the NFL first. The Texans, what, what's your take on the Texans losing the way they did to the Kansas City Chiefs? Well, Devin, uh you look at they they came out like gangbusters had a, had a great start just couldn't hold that lead and enthusiasm that they had early you know Patrick Mahomes was gonna gonna come back but I didn't think that they would come back that that quick a few bad play calling I I would say on the uh, on the fake punt if you're gonna fake punt I would just get behind center and run that ball but uh, I think that was a big turn of events and, and big momentum change. Now, you know, when you look at it, a lot of folks, and I'm surprised by this, and maybe you are too, a lot of folks are surprised that uh, Bill O'Brien, oh, I'm surprised that a lot of folks are calling for Bill O'Brien to be fired. Uh, What do you, I mean, obviously I don't think you and I, we we both know that's not going to happen, but have you heard the sentiment from people around in the media and everywhere else that he should be fired? Well, you haven't heard much of it, and and Devin, you know that I'm real critical of, of some of the Houston sports with the fans, to me, it's a little bit different than East Coast, West Coast, where they put more pressure on uh, on ownership about firing people. I think some of the Houston, this this is just my take, Houston fans, are, they, they pretty much settle. That's why I always say with some of the other sports franchises that uh, the bar is set real high and they have high expectations. But I just think here in Houston, from ownership and fans, if you know, just a winning record, getting the playoffs, and we're okay. But I think it's a little bit more than that. I think the fans should have a little bit more outcry and demand a little bit more uh, from ownership. Well, I will say this. In the last uh, 24 hours, I've heard a lot. There have been a, a number of articles in the uh, in the Chronicle, and I heard people on Twitter talk calling for, for Bill O'Brien's job. But they pretty much – I think pretty – Folks pretty much understand the infrastructure uh, for the Texas organization. You, you, I mean, how many how many years did, before they fired Don Caper that they we wanted Don Caper gone? Same thing with Gary Kubiak. A lot of folks wanted Gary Kubiak fired for years and years before they actually pulled the trigger. So you know I, they kind of know that the Texans are slow to move on firing these guys. And I just wonder if Cal McNair will be a little bit different. I, I don't think he'll be any different, Devin. I think as long as as long as everything at the gate is good, then everything else will be fine. If he can produce and get a winning record, get in the playoff, I think that's enough to pacify ownership 
And, and like I say, I, I expect a little bit more out of the fan to demand that, but we haven't seen that. Now, I want to ask you about the other playoff games, uh, and specifically Lamar Jackson after having just a phenomenal season. They couldn't get it done. Baltimore lose to Tennessee, and it, it's a more kind of old-school team with an old-school approach with a big running back that pound, grounds and pounds, beating the, the, the flashy, flamboyant, really more talented Lamar Jackson. What are your thoughts? Well, I, I still don't think that that team has it quite together yet. You know, I'm a guy that's big on body of work. Lamar Jackson has had an excellent regular season, but we know when it comes time for playoff things, a little bit different. Uh, the scheming is a, lot, a whole lot different. You know, and I, I love Lamar Jackson and what he's doing. I'm, I'm pulling for him. But just the body of work with these guys, they haven't done it. You know, regular season to me is a little bit different. But when you when you have, you know, getting the playoff and, and they can game plan for you, then it's a little bit different. After the uh, after this weekend, you, I'm going to ask you, because I know we talked about this on the show, uh, if you had to take one of the three young quarterbacks, Mahomes, Deshaun Watson, uh, Lamar Jackson, who are you taking? Well, that, that's, that's a tough call. It depends on how you want to build that team. I, I look at, when you look at Lamar Jackson, he's come a long way. I think he's made a tremendous leap where, you know, he's improved his passing. He's a little bit more confident, and he's electrifying. Then you have Pat Mahomes. He, he, to me, he's the gunslinger where, you know, what you're going to get, but he's loaded with talent. He has a big arm. Uh, he can run the ball when need be, kind of scrambles and, and, and buys extra time. And then you have Deshaun Watson. He's, uh, I look at him more as a Superman type guy. Does whatever is necessary for his team to win. So, when you look at these three guys, it just pretty much depends. It, 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 it's a hard take for me. I know you want me to pick one, but it's, it's hard. It, it, it's, it's a tough call. But if I had to give the edge, I'd give it to Mahomes. Now, uh, looking at Green Bay and San Francisco, who do you think uh, is going to pull that game out? Obviously, Russell Wilson did everything he could do. Uh, he really did. He did everything he could do for the Seattle Seahawks. They just didn't have enough around him. But who do you see winning that matchup? I'll, I'll give you an opportunity real quick to pick uh, both of those games. Do you think Tennessee can uh, can defeat Kansas City, going to Kansas City and beat Kansas City the way Derrick Henry is running the football? Well, not just Derrick Henry running the football. Tennessee is really hot right now. and they, they're, they're clicking on all cylinders right now. The defense is playing really well. Right now, that, that's a scary team to play because they're, they're so hot right now. And, and in these playoffs, if you can just play well for just a couple of weeks, you'll find yourself in the Super Bowl. Uh, and I think right now, as far as uh, an edge, I wouldn't count them out. I know Kansas City had a, a slow start against the Texans, but, but Coach Rabel has Tennessee right now has them rolling at the right time and and, and right now, man, you know, with with the way things look, that to me, that's a that's a pick em, pick em game. Yeah, I tell you what, if if Tennessee goes up twenty four nothing, they won't have enough possessions to come back because the way they pound that football, their time of possession right. is going to be uh, amazing. Uh, what about the NFC? Can Green Bay go to San Francisco? Can uh, Aaron Rodgers go home, as it were, to California and beat uh, the San Francisco Forty ers that's going to be a tough task for, for Aaron Rodgers uh, playing against that defense uh, of the 49ers. I mean, they're really impressed with what they have. Have some young guys, some experience with Rich Sherman. I think 
the 49ers just has a little bit too much for uh, Green Bay in this, and and they'll be playing out that beautiful weather. What well, well, I think. Who has that home field? No, it's, it's, it's in San Francisco. Right? Yeah, yeah, it's in San yeah. Francisco. Yeah, so, you yeah. Have, yeah, you have that beautiful weather out there. So I'm I'm picking the 49ers in that one. And now, and finally, before we let you get out of here, man, the Astros, the hammer comes down hard on the Houston Astros. And I tell you what, man, uh, you know, look, I'm like this about it. Okay, they cheated, and that sucks. I don't like that. I'm an integrity guy. But – <laughs> I'm also a Houstonian. So although yeah, I'm 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 mad about it and it's not right and I'm I, I can understand the suspensions. Uh, I, hey man, the, as long as you don't take the the, the, the title away, as long as you, we got the trophy, we all right. <laughs> what's your take on the Astros? Cuz I talked to you earlier and all you say, "Hey man, what about the cheaters?" I mean, what what's your take on the Astros? <laughs> well, I mean, I, I I figured they would get hit hard. And I spoke with some other guys around, and they're like, "Well, Kev, I think they might get about thirty games suspension. I don't think they'll they'll get them too hard, and they'll be back." But I'm like, "No, I, I think they're gonna really kind of lay it on 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 the Astros, and they did. And not only did they get the suspension, but they got lost their jobs as well." Would you have so, fired? I them? mean, would you have fired uh, uh, AJ Hinch and, and Jeff Luna? You had to, and and the reason I say that you had to, they had to get some type of, to me, some type of clearance to set to set this up. This was orchestrated so well, you know. So it's hard, even if you keep them there uh, around the league, what type of respectability would you get? So well, I think you had to move those guys. But I think both um, of those guys will work again. I mean, no, look, look, you can say what you want. The way Hinch, I mean, not Hinch as much as Hinch uses analytics, but the way Luno will put this team together, man, he put together a World Series team for years, not for just one year. This team is still going to be good. I mean, you lose Gary Cole, but, man, he put he will work again as soon as his suspension is up, I guarantee you. But, but see, look at this. About, you're talking about Hinch? Or, or Ludo, well, I, I think both. Of, yeah, I think both of them will get. I think both of them will be be hired and hot and really highly sought after. They'll come out and they'll say they, you know, they learn. But and really, if you look at what Hinch did, Hinch a couple times tried to disrupt the process, but ultimately it kept going and and they got him anyway. And then look at your team, the New England Patriots, when they got caught up on all of that stuff and nobody got in trouble. Belichick. Brady with Deflate Gate, any, any, you know, the only people that got fired were like staff members. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> so, hey man, why you want to bring the Patriots in there? Because man? you started it earlier. You said, "Oh yeah, the cheat." You always talk, talk about the Patriots. What about the the cheating well, Astros? Yeah, but I mean, for for years you talk about it because an ounce of the ball wasn't in there right and. You know the film here or there. What, what's the <laughs> why are you, why are you glossing over it, man? The film is here and there. <laughs> yeah, here and there. You know, and what what what's the call? You're not cheating if you don't get caught up. Right, what, you're not. If you're not cheating, you? you ain't trying. Yeah, you're not trying. He knows what Astro tried, but he got caught. But they, but see, my thing is about that, Devin, the way that that was orchestrated. And, and and for them to get the, the hammer put down on them like that, you may as well they go. You gonna let those guys? You gotta let Pete Rose back. You know, 
you know what I'm saying? You have to let they, they, You know what, man? Certain conversations, it always, if we talk basketball, it's going to always come back to LeBron. We talk baseball, it's going to always come back to Pete Rose. <laughs> Pete Rose is my guy. Pete Rose is my guy. Yeah. I, I have, they, they actually say, Kevin, who's your favorite baseball player? I, I, I can't pick one. I got to pick them both. I got to pick Pete Rose and Willie Mays. Pete's my guy. I think Pete needs to be back in the, you know, and he, he needs to be in the Hall of Fame. So you know, you, because his work was done on the field. So, so you you okay with him firing the guys? And, and I mean, the suspension I get. Oh, yeah. Yeah. The only thing that I thought. Yeah, I can. I'm like, I'm like I, I, could, I could see that, uh, you know, because Jim Crane, you know, he wants to be like, hey, look, I don't condone this. You know, with this happening, and so I'm I'm gonna make a move. So he's sending a message. You know, hey, I I won't condone it, but I I, I can understand it. Yeah, I think I thought. I mean, honestly, I think it's a little harsh. You won the championship, and even if you want to let one go and not the other, uh, you know, and maybe, maybe honestly, and I thought about this, maybe they, them getting fired was a part of a deal where they didn't take more draft picks. I mean, they got them for first and second right. round draft picks for two years, something like that. That's crazy. Five million dollar fine. Yeah, and maybe it would have been more had he not. I mean, I don't know. We, we'll never know behind the scenes what deal was made. Uh, but the only other thing that I thought is if they started this investigation and found out other teams, now they, they I think Boston and Alex Cora uh, will be caught up. He, he's going to get caught up big time. Uh, but if, if it was more than just Boston and Houston, I, then it would, be an, it, it would have been too many managers to suspend for the year. So, you know, I think it's one of them deals where they don't really want to know who all who was cheating. They caught the one that they wanted to catch or the two that they well, wanted that, to that, catch. Yeah, but see, Jimmy Corp, what's his name? Alex Corp. Yeah. He, he'll probably get a little bit more than what these guys received because when you think about it, Alex Corp was with the Astros and then he went to Boston with it. Right, so, and they said he set it up. Him and Beltran. Hey, but you know what, Devin, I want you to listen to something. I just want to let see if you can. Can you hear this? That means it's a curveball. <laughs> <laughs> that's a, that's a, if you hit it twice, that's a slider. So <laughs> what the crap were they thinking about that? Don't move that trash can. Yeah. Don't move that. Yeah, yeah. Man, what? Yeah. Come on, man. That's unbelievable, man. Yeah. Well, they, they say for years people have been trying to cheat, but just for them to be able to pull that off, that was a big time move. But, man, look, I appreciate I appreciate you, man. And, and, and you want to say any closing words about uh, Tom Brady? You want to you want to do his his eulogy for his in, well, his his career in New England? I say his. Yes. Career, you do, what's your I, eulogy? I to, yeah, I, re, I reached out to Tom. Tom said he's gonna take a little bit of time off. Uh, and he's going to say, going to think it over, but football is still in the mix. I think New England will go out and get him a few more, few receivers. And, uh, hey, man, wait, before I, I got to say this. What's wrong with Julian Edelman, man? <laughs> Jumping on top of the car. I guess he was frustrated he wasn't in the playoffs. He getting the go to the Super Bowl. Yeah. He's used to playing this time of year. So. Yeah, they don't know how to but act. That, he literally does not know how to act when, when, when he's not in the playoffs. And so, because yeah. he's normally playing this time of year, Devin. Yeah, I, he was, wasn't he with Paul Pierce, and they were all drinking or whatever. I mean, oh my god, we're gonna so get more into that. 
Yeah, but anyway, yeah, they'll get him some receivers and he'll come back. But I'm going to tell you what's going to happen. Save this podcast because today, what's the day, January 13, 2020, I'm letting you guys know Tom Brady will be back. He'll get him some receivers. He'll play again for the Patriots. They'll win the next Super Bowl. And then he'll ride off the <laughs> Man, look, you you must have been had you you've had dinner with, with Tom and Giselle, man, to write this story. <laughs> I mean hey, man, that, I'm trying to give it to you. That's a Hollywood ending. Well look, you you said it. And I've been saying look, if you go back three years ago, I said Tom Brady was done. Now he won two Super Bowls when I after I said it. Hey, but finally I'm right. Come on, man. <laughs> yeah, so, it, but David, you can't you can't pick when he don't go to the Super Bowl, finish twelve and four, and make the playoffs, and then you guys say he's done. Well, I mean, look, I, I watch. Look, I, hey, look, I believe my lying eyes, man, because I saw what I saw. <laughs> you know what? Your eyes are not telling you the truth. <laughs> hey, man. Well, look. But I understand, man. Well, I'm glad okay. to talk to you. And Saturday, we're gonna we're gonna make it happen. Saturday, right? Yeah, we'll make it happen. I'm still out on assignment, so I'll be getting out of there. Yeah, and then uh, uh, we, we'll get more to some NBA because I definitely want to get into a lot of NBA stuff with you. So I look forward to talking to you. Okay. And, you know, hey, you, ba- you back on the podcast, man. It's good to hear from you. Hey, man, starting off the new year right. That's it, man. Well, appreciate it. <laughs> Thank right, you. Hey, thank you for having me, Devin. Want to thank our guy Kevin Allen. Of course, you can catch us each and every Saturday along with the legend Ralph Cooper on KTSU 90.9 Houston and go to KTSURadio.com and you can check us out each and every Saturday morning, 8.30 a.m. to 10 a.m. Central. So, you know, we talked about the Astros and a, there are a lot of things I want to get into and I am going to get into, but I certainly uh, want to remind you guys of a couple of things. You know what? I looked up the 19 19- 1992 1992 well the 92 into 93 season where the the uh the buffalo game that the oilers lost so they did lose a couple games to pittsburgh but they were close and they lost to miami so if they won they would have gone uh at that buffalo game they would have gone to pittsburgh they were 10 and 6 on the season but they won five out of six going down the stretch so they were the hottest team going including the the defeat of buffalo at home so what i say is i believe that that team was talented enough and they were one of the better teams and I, they had a legitimate chance to go to the super bowl so i my recollection was a little bit off but uh, the general sentiment was right so with that before i let go before i let go hey we did this show on the fly so we didn't get a chance to get to all of the segments but i wanted to come to you guys with a sense of urgency and i want to come to you guys a little bit more frequently so maybe uh, i think maybe tomorrow or the next day we'll come to you with those phone calls 832-941-6614-832-941-6614 make that call in addition to that we'll talk national championship uh, we'll get into some other things and of course go to KT, well, ktsuradio.com to hear the podcast or wherever you get your podcast in addition to that go to wageworldproductions.com if you have music you want to submit to the show go to music email music at wageworldproductions.com and we will work you into the mix and as always have a great day